Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy Dwoods, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. I'm joined as all. Oh, no, this episode 163. And now I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Doom. Doom, how you doing? Durag Doom in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, man? Cooling. Doing as well as one can. You already know. Yeah, same old, same old. Same shit, different week. I feel it, man. I feel it. Shit is rough out there in these streets. I know the people are sad right now. At least some yeah, people man. are. I, I, I like to believe majority of our listeners are sad. I like to believe we have a have a a a a, a, a good group of good group of listeners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like the majority of everybody should be. There's yeah. A, a select few people that I feel like wouldn't have took this news bad. You know what I'm saying? And, and fuck those niggas. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck those niggas. But man, okay, so we talked about this last week, but the results came in for the uh grant for the trial of uh or the grand jury, whatever it is, whatever it's called, the sentencing of uh of uh Brianna Taylor's murderers. Two got off with nothing. And and the other one, the main guy who's at the beach. I'm not even saying that nigga's name, but the nigga that was at the beach, him, he got charged with, uh, what the fuck is that called? He didn't get charged with anything pertaining to Breonna Taylor, that's for sure. He got charged with, I'm going to give the right, the right thing, but, uh, hold on, I tweeted it. It's, uh, okay, wait. Wait, oh man, why is this not showing up? Okay, here we go, boom. He got charged with wanton uh, wanton endangerment, and it's uh, it carries a penalty of one to five years, but that is because he was shooting into the neighbor's houses. And the fucked up thing is, they didn't take in consideration the bullets that were shot upstairs into the black families. They just took in consideration the bullets that were sprayed across that got into the white people's house. That's fucked up, bro. Super fucked like, I, up. I, I think it's like, it's super blatant at this point. And like, I, it's fucked up because for a while, bro, I was the person trying to be optimistic toward the situation. Because like, I get that a lot of this shit is fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was, I was the person that was kind of like, there's a lot of little small details that just the average citizen, somebody who's not involved with law enforcement or, you know, somebody in that field of work might not understand you know what i mean because i did i did hear somebody they had the whole take about uh the officers shouldn't really be held liable for following the order that it should be the person who drafted up the warrant and all this stuff and i i kind of agreed with that you know what i mean because i'm i'm thinking like if you're a police officer and you get ordered to go and check up on something you just gonna do it. You're not gonna really know, you know, all the details and shit. You just trust that the person above you gave you the right information, which seemed valid. But after this shit happened, bro, it's like, it's hard to not believe that something crazy is at play. You know what I mean? And you would like to think that the world isn't that fucked up, but I'm starting to believe that it might be. You know? Yes, I mean? it's not a good look. And like, like, like I said last week, like, I knew, for example, when they said, when they came out and said, boom, y'all getting 12 milli. And don't worry, we're working on police reform. The the deck was stacked at that point. Like, everybody who saw that should have known, like, 
what time it was this week. Right. And if I'm the family, I don't know how you can expect police reform. Like I said last week, if you don't get it in writing, I don't know how you can expect the city to do anything. And even on top of that, I don't know how you can expect the city to change something that's a statewide issue that's like that the governor in the in the the government of the state would have to change so it's like what 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 really like i'm like i said last week i'm glad y'all got 12 mil y'all need more than that nothing can replace the daughter that y'all lost but it's just like i know what time it is at that point so it just sucks that that doesn't change but again we're making progress slowly but surely we definitely are and the thing is we got to get out qualitative immunity and we got to change those police contracts. Therefore, they can be pressed and charged the right way because until those actual legal things get changed, all of this will con- it'll continue to happen. Like we can have community boards and stop police from and have people that check on police and we could change internal affairs and all that could be true. But until we change that quantitative immunity and take down the amount of money and stuff that are funded to these police contracts to give them like guarantee pensions if certain things happen like this and that that's the reason why they're not convicting because the state's not trying to pay that pay those those fees in the said contracts and they can't because of quantitative immunity so it's like the system is set up for this to continue to happen that's what we got to change and until we change that this shit's gonna keep happening but again prayers for her man prayers for her family rough rough time right now yeah man that's that's tough Super tough. Super, super tough. All right, where you want to go from here? Because we're we going to lighten it up now. There's a lot of things, a lot of small things happen. But I guess since we're a podcast network, we can talk about big podcast development. The Joe Budden podcast started. It's now the Joe Budden Network. And now there's a new show with uh, uh the girl from Horrible Decisions. And then they have, um. hold on, I'm going to pull up the full the full who who everybody is but yeah mandy, I, I, well, mandy b is the one from horrible decisions yep okay and there's um and then there's bridget bridget uh bridget she was kelly. on the bridget kelly she yeah. was on the joe button podcast a couple times and then yeah. a new girl named olivia dope so this will be every tuesday starting on october 6th and thereafter you can hear them do their thing on the joe button network how do you feel if you're okay, if you're Rory Mall Parks and Ian, everybody who's putting time into this, how do y'all feel about the name the Joe Budden Network? That's my only thing. Like, like that's like I get it, I get it. You know, I understand, but like, I like it, man. You, <laughs> I like it. That's how. That's how you. Cause I, I think I see his vision of where he's trying to take it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I think he wanna. It was big for him, especially like when you look at his past business things that he was into, like specifically the uh, Complex show. That was his show, his idea. And it got taken because of lack of full ownership. Oh, no, I'm not mad at the ownership. All that bullshit. So I think the Joe Button Network thing is saying like, this is mine. You're not taking it. I feel nobody that. fucking with this one. But he and could, I like, like it. I like the I, energy. I agree with all that, dude. But he could have named it something else. He didn't have I can, to. I can see that. The way I look at it, like for future, if he wants this to be like a thing that lasts the test of time, what happens when you are no longer 
because it, it comes a point in time where it will no longer be the decisions made by him. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. Is it going to be, is this something that lasts for like five to 10 years? Or is this something that can last the 20 plus year thing with the name, the Joe Bud network, it seems like as long as Joe's involved, that's how long it's going to be. Right. I don't know. I, I actually, I would be curious to hear him speak on that. Cause you, you are right. Like I think, the goal should be to build a network that's forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I think once he once he reaches a certain point, calling it the Joe Button Network might cause some problems. That's my only thing. You know I mean? It's like how how can you have a, a you want to be this conglomerate where y'all empower creators and everything, but it's all under the banner of your name? Like that's kind of, that's like that's kind of narcissistic. You know, in a way, that's kind of narcissistic, and that's yeah. just me picking nits. Not yeah, now that you say it, I can I can definitely see that. But I, I like it because I know where he was trying to take it when he named For it. For sure. Oh yeah. No, like I like look, I, I I support it. I'm gonna be watching, I'm gonna be paying attention. Shit, I may I may even submit a picture to the end. So you know, we we're gonna try to make something happen. But like other than that, that's my only thing. That's that's the only thing I thought about when I heard it. I thought they would have got not get away from the Joe Button name, but don't make your entire brand about him because that's what you do when you do that yeah i think it especially if you take the name aside though i think this will be really big for podcasting oh for sure for like, sure it's gonna people, be a new pl- a new hub yeah people people sleep on what it is joe's trying to accomplish and i think in five years let's say because we, we already know the joe button podcast is successful that's let's say he's able to take this new podcast and obviously he'll be trying to add more i'm assuming yeah let's say he can get a nice network of super successful shows that he owns completely i think you see kind of what you saw go on at spotify just on a bigger level you see a lot of people creating their own networks having complete ownership and it'll it'll force the machine that he's fighting against to start having a adjust which is important in the in the fight for ownership. That's true, and then he could get a important. he could get a a, a ringer like or a, a a gimlet like deal at that at this point. Then I can't argue what I've said. You know what I mean? Because now yeah. it's, now he's showing that he could do more than just him. You, he definitely got that on the way. I know that that's his aim. You know what I'm saying? So, just from listening to what he's been talking about, that's definitely his aim. Well, hopefully, I just hope that he can it do it successfully. That's the thing. If you fail, bro, it's gonna be. Oh, bad. they ready. Like, They're ready. They are ready. They yeah. are ready to crucify him. So I already know. But I'm gonna be supporting. We're gonna be watching. But all right, next up, we got this is some Louisiana shit. This is, and I'm only gonna talk about this like for like a couple seconds because it's some street shit involved too. Who knows? But I just wanted to say, damn, it's sad. It happened when the uh the Jacksons broke up, the fucking Angelina and Brad Joe broke up. Will and Jada was over in, in an entanglement for a little bit. Shit was broken up. This seems like the, the, the bad boys then broke up. It's sad times, man. Take care of your children. The fire vine turned Instagram sensation. G Nate and Tyreek. They done broke up, bro. Sad times. That, that shit crazy, bro. <laughs> sad Louise, uh, some Louisiana shit. And it's so street, bro. Like, I was <laughs> trying to read this nigga. Instagram posts and it's it's hard to even grab what he's trying to talk about. But 
I hope they they fix whatever they got. Yeah, you know I hope they fix. I, I, I like the fact that there was there was niggas in that environment that was attempting to do something positive, something legitimate. And it was from I mean? like where we are, and we know they were from yeah. the bottom. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not like when somebody like from where you're from, where you see me, you're like, wait. Is that person from Lafayette or like is that person from here? Like, nah, these Negroes was from here. I know that for yeah. Bizak. So it's oh, just fair. like, damn, they broke up at sad times. Like I said, I'm not gonna comment too much about it because it is some some street shit, but just sad to see Tyreek, man. Like, and I I'm and I'm gonna say this: there's nothing wrong with working at Sonic. If you work at Sonic and you listen to this podcast, 1000. But Tyreek had the Birdman deal. Granted, some people might say Birdman, however you feel about it. But nonetheless, he was on private planes getting a getting a bag and not that shit over with. That nigga working at Sonic. It's crazy, bro. Crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's super, that's super, super wild. But oh, hopefully they fix everything. But next up, we got bro. So punch TD's uh record uh, head or whatever he put out like a tweet like saying you don't want that smoke and he said it's but it's coming though so people were talking about Lupe Fiasco sending more shots at Kendrick talking about how he's a better lyricist but Kendrick's an overall better artist and Punch was basically they say they think Punch was responding to that people saying maybe Kendrick's gonna drop a little diss track to Lupe I don't know if he's gonna do that I don't I don't believe that but like yeah I don't I don't see I don't him see him really dropping dope. a diss track but I think he'll send shots at Lupe in the next one yeah but it's that's kind of the the rap that I miss though you know what I mean where you could you could go at a nigga and it was like it was separate from this like real life negative energy like it was like that's what rap was. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, my bars is harder than you, and I'm gonna prove it. We could get on the track right now, but you could see a nigga in real life and still have respect for him and what he do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nowadays, with the rainbow hair niggas of the world, they make it to where it's like you gotta be on some, you know, I'm I'm trying to take your head off type shit. You know what I mean? But I I do miss when rap was like that. Cause nowadays, like you don't even have those type of art, at least in the top tier of the rap game. You don't even have those type of artists no more. Last it's not one even was Drake and me. What the fuck they talking about? And, but that was you some real shit and too. Yeah, but that that was probably one of the best ones. Yeah, true. Real, you know what I mean? That was one of the at, at least in our Drake, lifetime. Drake, Drake gave us some. Yeah, Drake gave us some heat. So who knows, man? But well, to answer this question, do you think Lupe is a better lyricist than Kendrick? I think it's closer than niggas will give Lupe credit for. I'm I'm, I'm on not, that same I, side as well. I, I don't think he better though. Like, mm, see, I, I think he tough. is. It's tough. It's tough. It's I, it's definitely closer than niggas will be willing to give. Cause Lupe, one of those niggas that you know is great, but for whatever reason, he lacked like that cool factor to where niggas can just admit that he goaded, you know what I mean? Look, I, I think Lupe... I don't know Lupe, why he in that, you know what I'm saying, but... I kind of agree with Lupe. I think Kendrick makes better music than him, but I think in terms of, like, lyricism, I'm rocking with Lupe, man. I, I was a big fan of Lupe back in the gap. Food and liquor, the cool, uh, fucking lasers, like, all that, like... Hold on, man. Let me, let me pull up. And and I know niggas don't even fuck with lasers, but I think Lupe still was rapping his ass off on lasers. Like, yeah, no doubt. But I think the 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 later you get in his discography, rap was moving towards more of a 
you got to have a hit record. It's not about that's true. Lyricism. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's why I say it's, it would be interesting to see that now. But shit, if you because, look at Food and Liquor 2 and then in Tetsuo and Youth, he was rapping his ass on them from them things. And I was like 2015. And then, but like Drogos Light, Drogos Wave, that's some weird shit. I can't, I can't cap for that. But that's why I say Kendrick makes better music than him. For yeah. sure. Like, that's not well, yeah, a question. That's, yeah, that's... I don't think it's, it's too many niggas out, outside of Drake that could say they make better music. Than I agree with that. That is a physics. You know but the lyricism thing, that's definitely interesting. I would definitely like to hear them fire back and forth at each other. Hopefully track. we see that. Lupe say Kendrick don't want that, but we're going to see. I think Kendrick should do it, man. Like, fuck all these niggas call, uh, calling candy, man. Nah, nigga, you need to come on. You need to come on and do something. I want to see it. He need to drop something, period, bro. It's, it's due for a Kendrick project. I think if we didn't have COVID, we would have got one by now. Yeah. Because I think yeah, he's just waiting to the, tour the, again. The touring thing is... But, bro, I don't think we'll be back to touring for another two years. At least touring like we like we remember. We might get, like, the social distance touring where niggas yeah, in a bubble but, or... Uh, I don't know if I'm feeling that. I did, I did see that they... And I think we talked about it on here where they was bringing, like, uh, outdoor events back where they have, like, Sections, you know, little tables set up, and niggas would be super far from each other. Like, I think that would be dope to check out, but it kind of take away from, you know, the the energy. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I feel like a nigga like like Travis Scott or somebody. Oh yeah, that doesn't work for him. But it works for the. I think that I think that shit would work fire for like some R and B acts, and then like some Anna Kendrick yeah, Drake type. Sure. It would work for certain sure. people, but for like Travis Scott and Uzi, that would not work at all. Yeah, they need you to be stuffed inside a small ass room, sweaty, and everybody just jumping around. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna see, but interesting, interesting. I just want to bring that up. We got some new music as well, and we haven't talked about this new music in a while. But go catch us, catch everybody up. Bryson Tiller dropped a new song, and his new album is coming. But his new song is called "Always Forever." But on this Friday, he's dropping the deluxe version of "Trap Soul" for the five year anniversary. And honestly. After hearing this new song, this nigga should have just dropped the album. Because all because the new song, Always Forever, is hard. The other one was hard, Inhale. This nigga just need to drop the new album. I don't care about the five-year anniversary of Trap Soul. I don't, I don't need yeah. a deluxe version of that. Uh, man, I think, and I really like Bryson, bro. But I feel like, for whatever reason, after Trap Soul, he had super success from that. And then he... Stop taking music as serious. For, for you know sure. What I mean? Set it off was and not I that think, great. Yeah, and I, I think releasing a deluxe version of Trap Soul five years later kind of confirms that. That's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. And it's it's hard for me, and I, I know I don't speak for everybody, but for me as a fan, it's hard for me to buy into what you're doing if I feel like you're not all the way in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to know, like, all right, this nigga dropped some heat. This is gonna hold me till the next drop, and he ain't—he ain't really all the way active like uh, artists. But I gotta That's give him credit. The new shit does sound good. The new shit sound yeah, like the, oh, the new track. Because I, I, matter of fact, I seen you tweet it, and that's what made me go check it out. The new and shit I is sounding good. That's what I'm. I that's why I wanted. That's why I'm like, yo, he should have just dropped the new album. But yeah, yeah. he might be waiting for tour, but he's not that type of artist, so I don't want to hear that yeah. bullshit from him. Well, I think I think the deluxe is kind of like the promo. 
The the promo it's for the like, shift. I'ma get niggas talking about me again. He might throw two or three tracks added on. And to one's it. a weekend track too. Yeah, so I think that's to get niggas talking again. And then once you know he feel like he got the attention on him, then he gonna drop the new shit, which is which is smart. I fuck with it. But I mean, he ain't like... he ain't no Brent. But, oh, that's know, where I, he was going I, next. I, I knew, Bryson, I knew I you was coming with that. Oh shit. Brent Fires dropped a new track too. Shit's super hard. Shit. Bro, this nigga is the coldest nigga in R&B since Usher, bro. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. He the coldest nigga. Bro. That's a claim. The he coldest, coldest R&B, R&B nigga, nigga since Usher. So and, fuck and, Trey songs. Fuck, fuck Chris em. Brown. Fuck like, em. damn. Fuck him. Brent Fires, bro. I'm telling you, he bring back some shit that music been lacking for a while, which is like legit. You listen to it and you can feel what he was trying to get you to feel. Mm. Like it ain't about no booty shaking shit. It's not about the <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not it's not none of that little I'm just trying to go viral. It's like, yo, this is real music. And music soul is back. Music, it's been lacking that. That's yeah. been my beef with the Uzis. You know, I've been beefing with them niggas forever. You know what I mean? I don't really it, that type of music don't do it for me. They're not saying or talking about nothing. And I know a lot of people, they confuse that for, oh, you want the conscious shit. There's conscious rappers. But it's not even about that. Like, just if you want to make a club song or a high energy song, make something that give me that feeling. Yeah. Uzi don't do that. Like, I don't give a fuck about you Balenci bag. I don't care about none of that shit, bro. Give me something that's going to make me feel. That's what music all right, is, bro. All right. I can fuck with that, but, Brent, but for you to say Brent the hardest nigga. R&B nigga the since, hardest, since hardest Usher R&B is nigga nuts. Since Usher, bro. <laughs> hardest R&B nigga since Usher, and I'm standing I, on that. I'm going to have to I'm refute that, that next hill. Next week, we're going to bring that back with Brooklyn. I got to refute I'm that. A, I got hey, to I, I I, I, do I'm, my I'm research ready. ready. Y'all just named me one nigga. I'm going to look. a solid case for Brent. I'm going to look, because they got... Just name me one nigga. They got Chris, they got Trey, they got The Weeknd, they got Frank. Like, come on, man. Like, since Usher? Frank is a, Frank is a good I don't want to do this right now. We're not doing this right now, because you can't just drop the bomb on me. I know you ready. I'm not ready, so I got to get gotta do my shit, because that's a take. I'm put, I'm clipping that. That's a Frank would be a good argument, though. That's a if take. You, if you wrote with Frank, that would be a good argument. Oh, I'm going to be ready, ready next week, because I like the only, the only reason why I say not Frank is because he just quit on us. You know what I mean? See, look, he dropping. But, See, stop. You got to stop. You dropping, the, you dropping the things to get people head ready to go for next. Uh-uh. We doing this fresh. <laughs> but I, lo- I like that, though. I'm clipping that. That's a fact. Yo, but now that Brent song, that's super hard. And I texted Doom. I was like, he the king of R&B right now. Now I can say that. That I can say right now. He is the king of he R&B. one project away from solidifying that. That's a fact. Yeah. Because that like, fuck the world was hard, bro. Super, super hard. And then I like the Truth EP that was before that one. And then the song that he, the, the Sonder song uh, album that he dropped that was just him to, to get away from them niggas that was like, all right, now I'm by myself. That shit was good. Right. So he went that one, Truth, uh, Fuck the World, and not his little single. Shit is tough. But let me shout out to uh blast B L X S T no love loss. That's a great RB album. That shit is fire. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it. That shit is amazing. I just I want to suggest that to people out there. That shit is litty. But all right, let's see what we got next up on the docket. Okay, we did Brent thing. Okay. Oh, just some small news. Drum D-R-A-M Broccoli changed his name to Shelly. 
Okay. Changed his name. I wonder if that was like some some label. That's his real name. But I fuck with Drum. I fuck with Drum. Drum go hard. Like Shelly now. So. Is, does he go I'm, hard? I'm curious like, to see what he what he coming with next. I think some of his singles is a little on the corny side. Like I don't really like. I was just saying I don't really like the the music that sound like you chasing a hit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it just it sound like you got a room full of writers and y'all attempted to make the next radio smash. Like those that type of music, I don't really fuck with. I know obviously most people do because that's yeah. why they chasing those type of hits, but. That's just not my style, but he is super talented, nigga. Really? Say that. All right, Shelly, we're gonna be on the lookout for what you got next. Uh, next up, Charlemagne apologized to Angela Yee. It was found out on his new Vlad interview. He was talking about it. He said the nuance of it is me and Angela have worked together for almost 10 years. If me and Angela Yee weren't necessarily on the best of terms, I could see why she would feel like I'm not her friend. I literally just apologized to Leafa to to ye for that. Like yesterday, Charlemagne has said he hadn't seen Angela in months due to the pandemic, but it gave him time to reflect. I got genuine love for Angela Yee and DJ Envy. We built something historic. The Breakfast Club is literally going into the Radio Hall of Fame. We were co-workers or friends. Uh, we're bonded for, together forever. Charlemagne also said that he knows people can sense the tension of the Breakfast Club, but he believes it's uh, it's petty for them to continue on this way so he apologized made everything straight so he could fix the the relationship and he was hurt by angela's e saying they're not friends but he can see why she said that yeah i mean that's that's crazy but you you can tell it just from you know obviously niggas listen to the show like over the years you can see why they got to that point you know what i'm saying like the type of personality that charlemagne is and especially with her being a woman, you can almost see that, especially when they were in interviews. Yeah. I felt like he was, he did a lot to purposely kind of step over her. Like she would, she would try to talk and- Honestly, both of them. Yeah. Niggas don't really realize that in radio, like the preparation that go into those interviews, especially interviews on that level, we talking like niggas are sitting there for hours prepping like, all right, I want to say this. When they bring this up, I want to ask about this. And you digging into what's been going on with these different artists or personalities. And she trying to come up with one of her points and a nigga just step all over it to say <laughs> some dumbass Charlemagne <laughs> shit. Like I can see why over the course of years, you'd be like, all right, fuck this nigga. <laughs> you don't respect nothing I got going on. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you. Look, I people sense it. And it's funny, even through the Zoom call, you can sense it even more because it's like they're separate and like they don't realize their facial reaction is it's just different. Yeah. You could see it. You could see the hate in there. But yeah. good, good for him. Glad he apologized. Hopefully the Breakfast Club can continue for as long as it can. Uh, and the final thing I got today on the list. Oh, no, I got two more things, actually. The second, like the final pop culture thing I got. Chase the Rapper said Bieber's new album is is Michael Jackson good. He said, this is the best thing since Off the Wall. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he just said that. Is, it is just out already? No, he just, he just did an interview with Bieber on Zoom like today. Or yes, it just got released today. And that happened like a couple minutes ago. He just said that shit. Well, I'm going to be ready to hear this album. People said That's Chance big, back on drugs. Big, Hopefully his new album is good. <laughs> Hey, they said, they said if he thing. is, I'm 100% in support of that. <laughs> Ship this nigga some acid. Matter of fact, <laughs> Chance, hit me up. I will personally fund your acid habit. We need acid rap back, bro. 
<laughs> oh, we if we get my wife too, I'm not listening to that, bro. I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> oh shit. But okay, so I got two questions for you. First one: Have you ever been in a situation where your neighbors were moving and they like and they were like moving and and they looked at you for like maybe your assistance, but what did you do in those situations? My ass ran into the house. <laughs> I did oh, not help. That, that actually happened to me maybe like a couple weeks ago. Did you help? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Because I, I guess because I'm a Louisiana nigga, but you know how we are in Louisiana. Like, if I see my neighbors outside, I'm going to try to talk. Be friends. Yeah. And at least say, hey, my nigga. Yeah. But in Vegas, it's not that, bro. Like, mm. a nigga be like, nigga, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't. We ain't cool. We neighbors. Like, nigga, our houses are literally 20 feet apart. Yeah. Like, I see you almost every day. Like, I'll be outside. You outside with your kid. You know what I'm saying? I try to say what's up, and I'm the weird nigga for saying what's up. What's up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, now that you moving and shit, don't, nah. <laughs> you I wasn't friendly that. then. You wasn't friendly then, so fuck that. I feel that. That was kind of the, my reason was, first off, I was up. This was, like, one of those nights where I was editing late. I ended up staying up till, like, five. I was, I went to go get me some McDonald's. I just got back, like, just a little early breakfast for to start my day off. They moving at, like, five, four a.m. I'm like... Mm. And no, they didn't even say nothing to me. So if they didn't say nothing to me, I'm not saying nothing to them. I just run in my fucking house. <laughs> but I felt bad though. I did feel bad because because yeah. it's what you said. Because we're Louisiana niggas, it's like, oh, you feel inclined to be friendly to your neighbors, but like they were the type of people that if you didn't speak to, if they don't speak to you, then I'm not speaking to you. Because when when you do speak, it's like, hey, like <laughs> it's like I don't want to get told. Hey, with that face, like and bro, moving has got to be the, the top worst five worst shit. To it me. it is, bro. I've I have come, I've told my girlfriend, I've told my family, I've to, like they know how I feel about moving. I am uh I stay into a place until I do I cannot stay or I have to leave because I refuse to I hate moving, bro. Moving is yeah. the worst thing to do. Uh, like and, as like an adult, that's one of the worst. Yeah, when I when I moved into this crib, bro, I literally just bit the bullet and paid somebody to move all my shit. <laughs> I need. I'm doing that next time. I am I doing that next God, time, bro. And it was worth every penny. <laughs> like legit, bro. All I did, I boxed all my shit, all the heavy shit. These niggas came in, grabbed <laughs> it, put it in a truck, drove it to the new crib, set it up. <laughs> the only the only fucked up thing is they didn't do. Fire your setup, like they kind of mm. just put all my shit in the living room and I had to move it to where it was. And even that was still aggravating as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because you go through that like that little week and a half, two week period where every you at just... home, but you don't feel like you at home. Yeah, everything boxes, just you you live yeah, just chilling. Like it ain't it ain't hate it ain't that fun. shit. It ain't fun. But I definitely recommend anybody that's planning on moving higher movers, bro. Ooh, I'm I'm doing that next time. You just convinced me because I hate fucking moving. So I wanted to ask that that was brought on by some real life circumstances. Another thing that I wanted to ask because I I, I forgot I saw a video of these these two teens talking about this and I thought it was funny. What was your worst hookup experience? And I'll jump off the ledge first. So worst hookup experience. This is kind of where I'm going with this. So I'm with this girl, and I can talk about this because I do I. 
if I had to bet money on all of the women I've hooked up with, of the one who does not listen to the pod, is definitely this girl, one thousand percent. So I don't, I don't have to worry about telling this story. So this is my senior year of high school. So like, boom, I'm with this chick, and like, I've I've become sexually active. This is like. My summer before my junior year was the first time I had sex. I've become like, I'm sexually active. I'm rolling. I'm doing shit. Every weekend is going down. I'm sexually active. So me and this girl was chilling. We had hooked up a couple of times. And she was like, let's be adventurous. So I'm like, cool, cool, cool. What you want to do? She's like, let's do it outside. I was like, all right, bet. So, but you got to think as a black guy, there's there's a couple, and, and you're with a white woman. It's like, where are you going to do this outside at? So where it's like inconspicuous. So we went to this school playground in River Ranch. So for those who are listening, you can know where that's at. We went to this school playground in River Ranch. We went inside the, uh, you know, like the little castle slide area. So I'm getting my thug thizzle on, start to get some head. In that situation of getting head, the girl's knees were on the steps coming up to the the shit. You know, like when you're walking up the like the fucking play shit, like how there's like multiple yeah. levels. So I might be sitting on the third level, her knees on the on like between the second and third. Well, however the fuck that shit was. The bitch it slips somehow and just bites all on my penis. She like scrapes it and then just gives it a big, oh, a big bite. Man. I jumped. And I just was like, oh, I was in so much pain for hours. Worst hookup experience. She was like, you want to continue? I was like, no, I I went, I went, dropped her to her car. It was over with for that night. That night it was done. Lyndon went home. That's, (laughs) that's crazy. See, I ain't got no crazy stories like that. It's hard to follow that up. Bit my shit completely. Yeah, that's bad, bro. I I thank God I've never experienced (laughs) nothing like that before. It's the worst. That's like, honestly, my biggest fear, bro. (laughs) It's the worst. Honestly, you got to think about how much trust you got to have in a woman to go down on you, especially one that you might not be dealing with like that, because who's to say they don't just fuck your shit up? Like, they can really end your shit. That's why I don't let any women that I am not, like, that, like, I have a strong, strong connection with, I don't let them touch my balls. Fuck no. You're not going there. Like, that's a no-no. Why would I let you touch something that's so delicate when your ass can fuck me up? And that has fucked me up ever since. Like, I've been, like, anti-blowjob. Like, like I'm I'm always rating sex over that because it's because of that fucking instance. One thousand. I feel sorry for you because I love top, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. Top. That shit fucked me up. It scarred me. That is a fact. See, but my my experience it ain't as wild as that one. I feel crazy following that story up. But <laughs> I'm thinking back. I probably maybe was junior, senior high school. I was real young. You were saying maybe first getting into it. Now. You got a picture. This was around, you know, social media was just starting to come in. This might have been like late MySpace phase, early Facebook-ish. But I don't know if you remember, the big thing with MySpace was the profile songs. Mm, Yeah, 1,000%. And and me and Krista, we was going hard back then. We had this song. It was called Stuck On You. It was this little love song, little R&B shit. Krista was rapping, I was singing the hook. And I remember at this point in time, just for context, people was like, 
putting our song as they as they top oh lit and we was we was like kind of y'all was feeling know, that in that time bro especially back then like it was hard to just make music like now oh, computers fact. and shit advanced but we was like the only niggas in the area that was really like doing it we had a little song on 1079 and shit like we was kind of it's kind of doing bro. something yeah so i link with this chick who was just kind of like on some little mini groupie shit she just wanted to fuck with me because, like, I was the nigga that made that song, which was dope as fuck at that time. So we do our thing, bro. And, like, I'm super young. I'm I'm not too experienced at that point. So I was just getting my shit off. Like, I wasn't trying to go crazy. I wasn't trying to do nothing. I'll never forget, bro. She was like, you sing about all that shit and that was it? We don't get no no extra rounds. We don't get no, like... And I remember sitting there, bro, like really feeling played. Like I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like that was probably my worst, worst experience. But she wasn't, she wasn't nothing like that to me. So I was just getting my shit off. You know how niggas was then, bro. It's like you just get you and it's done. You That's all that matter. You know and it wait. wasn't even, it wasn't even that it didn't last long. She just was expecting me to do some do crazy, some crazy ass shit. Yeah. Had the candles lit and all this crazy shit, and it was just like, nah, I'm still a regular nigga. Yeah, I'm, just I'm still a regular show. ass nigga. Yeah, wait, okay. I know mine was some physical shit, but that shit, like me being, and like you said, it didn't matter to you because you was just getting your shit off. 18 year old me would not have cared about that either. 27 year, 26 year old oh, me yeah. is like, oh. yeah. nah, but but you gotta think like <laughs> mentally where. You are at that age. Like, oh, yeah, you don't give a fuck. 17, 18. But I'm saying, like, even even then, like, sex was still like, oh, I'm nervous. Yeah. Like, what if I'm not cold? What if my shit lit? That's what true. If my, you know what I'm saying? You still got that kind of mindset. So, like, you got to think how a nigga felt. Like, I'm literally, like, 10 seconds out the coochie, bro. <laughs> I ain't even pulled my shit up yet. And she like, damn, that, nigga, that's, that's, yeah, that's, fuck, that's, how that's you heartbreaking. Me. Like I was literally sitting there like, damn, I don't even know what to say, bro. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I was like, fuck it. I still hit. And she's yeah, bad. That's, what, that's the she point that, no, I she agree. I would have had that same thought, but like, that's crazy. I would have been so hurt. Just like, like, well, at least 26-year-old me would have been hurt. I'd have been like, what the fuck? That's it. Yeah, bitch, that's fucking it. <laughs> See, but but at least I can say at the age I am now, bro, if I'm fucking somebody, we definitely on the level for me to want to put in some effort. Oh, for sure. I was wilding back then. Like, I, I didn't give two, two fucks. Yeah, about, it was just about just getting you and that's it. Thanks. <laughs> that's funny. Yo, that was funny. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Hell yeah. Well, that's all we got this week. This week's special guest, we will have a, a, a world premiere song by Lil Art Ho, but he is also coming on to be the interview for this week. So uh, we'll get into that right after Doom tells us his social media and everything. So, Doom, go ahead, my brother. Yeah, man. Follow me at Lil Doom SJE on Instagram and Twitter. Y'all fuck with me. Hell yeah. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Doom. And with that being said, let's get into the world premiere song from Lil Art Ho right now. Yeah. 
guess you just heard an unreleased track by this guy mission impossible i'm gonna i'm gonna call him i, I guess little Arto. there's so many names for this guy over here can't even see his face right now but he is joining us how are you doing mr i, I guess mr ho <laughs> yes uh mr ho that's uh that's my father uh, i'm good man i'm out here in denver i'm fucking living life really this bag chasing heavy chase right now that's what's up. That's what's up. We see Tony D- fucking Tony Danza. That's hilarious. But yeah. he dropped a new project by my OnlyFans this uh this year. Super dope project, if I must say so myself. Flesh Cassette has Thank some you. shit out right now. Plus, every damn week <laughs> has been going like a new song every week. I'm gonna start off with that. How has that been? Like dropping a song every week. It's been uh exhilarating. It makes the year like fly by. This is the second time I've done that, like where I do a song every week for like an entire year. That's like, just, I don't know. It's, it's, there's a lot going on. Uh, but I, I felt bad this week. Uh, I uploaded one today and it was almost two weeks. So then I got to upload another one tomorrow. So I'm going to just do back to backs on that. That's yeah. If you up. check it, it's, I, I do like, I do a story. That's the other thing. Like, I do like a little story thing with it too. It's it's like a whole little thing. Like I like it. I I like doing it. It's it's fun. I'll pr- I'll probably do it next year too. I feel like it just gives you like to always have something out there, to always like continue constantly working. It just it never brings a low point when you do that. Yeah, yeah. It make it's just that kind of work makes me feel really good, you know. There's a lot I've been trying to just do more things that kind of like uh just feed my soul and shit. 100%. So Let's get to what made you want to drop. Well, at first, what made you want to title by my OnlyFans? The OnlyFans is movement is popping. We've been covering it on this show. Now, fucking from Bella Thorne f- doing sh- shitty shit to all these these influencers jumping on to to all kind of crazy shit going on with OnlyFans. So why what, what are you in the OnlyFans craze right now? Uh, you know, I um every everything I do in regards to like music is uh it's it's always it's it's always got to have some kind of like underlying like idea and it has a lot to do with like ideology and uh with that project in particular um it was it was a it was a whole piece you know it wasn't just an album you know I, I didn't just upload an album you know if you if you followed it and like everything I did it was crazy I actually made an OnlyFans 
which yep. I have zero subscribers right now. Um, <laughs> anybody? You, wait, wait, no, pause. Didn't you make it like ex- stupid expensive to subscribe to you? I made it fifty million dollars, um, <laughs> and then, and then I I couldn't actually make it fifty million on the app. There's actually a limit to subscription fee. You can only charge forty nine dollars. I think it's like fifty dollars is the max you can do. So I had it at 50 for a while and then I dropped it to 15 and uh, I think it's still at 15. I don't even, okay. I don't care. It was supposed to be like, a, you know, whenever you buy like a CD and um, they have like the little artwork or when you used to buy a CD, we don't buy CDs anymore, but yeah, the little like artwork. The little would, yeah. It's like the little booklet. It's, it's part of that. You know, it's, it's like you, if you were to actually pay that money to get on that, you would see some fucking hilarious content in my opinion. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's not sexual. It's not sexual. I mean, it's sexual, but it's it's very funny. It's about like uh, it's the suppo- it was. It's, it's the booklet to the album. It's, no, that's that's hard. I didn't it's, know that. It's humorous. It's humorous and feel good, you know. And okay. then of, of course we um yeah. So it's really just just about you know we 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 do a lot of fucking out here in these streets. Like <laughs> us as the the people, we we be getting fucked. We be doing the fucking and. There's a lot going on, and I'm, it's about time. It's about time you pay me, you know. So buy my OnlyFans. Yeah, no facts. No, go buy his OnlyFans, man. Support this. Support this project. This project is hard. And, and buy I, buy everybody's, you know. Support the creator. No, I feel that. I feel that. So let's get yeah. into let's get into the project itself. You got like a couple of hard songs to start the album with, like "Kill Time," "In My Life," and "Salma Hayek." You're going for like this auto tune crooner, but like not even. Like these other dudes out in the game, like you're saturating it, but it still comes through clear as fuck. You can understand what you're saying to an extent. You can the music around it is is very spacey, but at still at the same time feel good, make you want to dance. Talk to me about just like the creation of this album and like the direction you're going. Man, it's honestly almost every song on the album, minus the uh the lead single, which in my opinion was the uh the OnlyFans brain. It's like the title track. Yeah. Um, it um, yeah. They all these songs are made at different times. Like they're all demos from as far back as like 2016. And I this was the third album that I I pulled together out of a a very large catalog of music. Some of it I made like within like two months. I made like 40 songs, and then like a lot like over three years I made like five songs. You know, and it was I was trying to blend a little bit of both of those on this project like for example um that killing time demo i made and this like i had this like two month span where i was just making so much music and i did that one then it was part of that catalog but then um what's the one uh the selma hayek song was like suit like super old like i have no idea what year that was from but it definitely wasn't 2020 2019 or 2018 you know how many of these and songs I just re- are new like from this from the like bi- two years the to newest now. the newest one is the um the buy my only fan or the only, the only fans brain. Brain. that okay. song i wrote that song two weeks before i released the album or three three weeks i came up with the video i was doing the video before i even wrote the song like i was already doing cuts and stuff that video is ill and i was gonna get to that but real before we even get to that because I think talking about your video making skills is like a thing that you that should be separate. What what made you was it like a life thing stuff going on in your life? What made you go from 
make and you still did your every damn week, but you said like you would go from songs from so long ago and then you'd have songs from like three to five years. What what made you take gaps in between making this music and making this project? Fucking life, man. You know how expensive this shit is? Uh, <laughs> um, and just moving around, you know, I, I spent some time in Denver. I got my mind uh, off of things and onto things. And I, I think I, I changed a lot. Yeah, you definitely you know? did. Um, can, can we talk about your past life? You. Which past life? The uh, <laughs> the past life that you came on the show for before. I'm oh, trying to be Jesse. secretive, but like I know you. Like that's what. Like, no, nah, Jesse. Jesse's dead, man. Jesse's I know, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Okay, so boom. Now that we put that out there, the, Jesse Jesse's is one thousand percent dead. And dead. I killed, and I you killed, killed Jesse. No, we know that. That is a fact. Yeah. What was that transition like from? <laughs> Killing Jesse and him dying and then coming back is is this is coming back as little Arthur. Um, honestly, it feels uh, better, a lot better. Um, you, I mean, you know, in high school, I was doing the sick flow beats thing, and yeah. uh, it it feels like that that energy, and it does. That, I felt really good at that time in my life. I felt really good uh, creatively, and, th- and that's um, why so I, I think love, this one. I love being so well. back in it. It because yeah, you, you um, merge the you, I don't want to say you merge the two, but like you take elements that you learned from Jesse and his life in his lifetime, and you take elements that you had at Sick Flow and you merge into this this new thing because bro, I gotta give you your props. You were doing the auto-tune shit way before the rap game was. Like, let me let me call a spade a spade being like a 16-year-old yeah. <laughs> kid, like at a at a party, got my wristband chilling, and then all I hear is this like you think Lil Wayne and T-Pain auto-tune was like the only thing. No, 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 no. This dude was doing the Uzi Travis Scott shit before those dudes even conceived yeah. it, which is nuts to me. It, it's The live experience with that was definitely more of what you see today from any any huge performer. And yeah, it was back then because I came from a, a, a heavy metal community. And, you know, that's that those kinds of shows were... Exactly. I mean, there was like mosh pits at these shows sometimes whenever I was doing that, that sick flow stuff in high school. Like it was just that energy was crazy to me. And I think whenever things can clear up, uh, if I start doing shows again, I'd really just like to like to do it like that. try to bring 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 that back to the table. One hundred percent. It was just so fun. So, yeah, do, do but even st- crazier now. Do you still DJ? Are we still going to get DJ sets or is that is that, hell that yeah. dead? OK, cool. Hell, hell yeah, I DJ. I did a mix. Uh, I did a mix for my friend uh, Jim Gesture. He has a record label group chat. Uh, yeah, it's just the group chat club uh, and shout out him and them because they're wonderful. And they let me uh, they let me do like a 20 minute set. So, yeah, I do still DJ, but I only play techno. I don't take any requests anymore. <laughs> I laugh. I laugh. I smile. I smile, but I don't. I don't. It's like you could be saying anything to me if I'm DJing. I'll just look at you and be like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, because we're just DJing, man. It's all vibes. But yeah, uh, I still DJ. Hell yeah. Okay, I was doing me- a bit of DJing in New Orleans before uh, this Corona shit hit. Me and my boy Prescott. Yeah, I remember that. I definitely remember that. This oh gosh. How has that how has that been for you? Because I ask I ask everybody who comes on this show this just to get different experiences and whatnot. And like, how has that been? Like, cause live shows got stopped, but even on top of that, like just real life shit. Like it was it was deeper than that. It was deeper than just yeah, us doing live events and whatnot. Yeah, I don't um shows I was I wasn't so into shows, you know, I just I, I didn't 
I'm a, I, more of my I'm, most of the music I make is studio projects. Like it's just it's for the sake of art, you know, because it's I just don't have the time or the money or the the friends anymore. In general, you know, it's it's we all grew up a little bit separated. But um, yeah, I I didn't mind it. I'm super creative. I could you could lock me in a room if I have a laptop and some Wi-Fi and maybe a couple random items like clay um, stuff. <laughs> I'd be fine. Okay, 100%. So let's talk about yeah. the video making, because I think some of the videos that you have been making have been fucking nuts. Like, that OnlyFans really? brain video is crazy, mixing the hentai with the porn and then deep faking yourself onto the shit. Like, that was some technical yes. shit right there going on. Like, at least some, some yes. new age <laughs> technical shit going on right there. I just love, I love whenever just hearing somebody acknowledge all those things that i spent quite a bit of time on just oh i know in general in that video it, you know it, that, there's that some point you're forever. doing it you're like who the, yeah yeah at some point you, you're in there it's it's been like i don't even know how many hours i worked on it and i'm just like does it even like matter does it even translate yeah it doesn't matter does it translate or people gonna understand this you know no and no. uh most of the time they won't and don't so it's it's really nice whenever uh you know you get people to I, I can yeah I feel that it's all it's on Pornhub right now. It's on uh, YouTube. I'm trying to see the other because I don't want to talk about something that I've seen personally that like I know a video's coming. I'm trying to see like what's out. That's that's oh, just dude, none of nothing. I I'm I'm a glass house man. Uh, which which one are you talking about? I was talking about that. Okay, it was the video that you had showed me when we were at Mark's house that last time, it was, it was, oh, it wasn't the only, it was, uh, it was the new one you were more friends. Right? Yes. Either max, max five or more friends. I think it was more friends. Is that video yeah. out? No, no, that video is going to, that might drop before the end of the year. Mm. Okay. Lit, yeah. Lit. That'd be ill. Yeah. And what's up with flesh cassette? Cause I feel like flesh cassette is, is a project that, the uh, little art ho, I I think takes hip hop elements, but I feel like Flesh Cassette is more so like I'm a really sing on this bitch, and like I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do my thing over here. I'm a sting on this bitch. Uh, no, that's like, a fun that's way what, to put it. That, that's what it is. No, like, I get it. That's totally musical, what it is. But Flesh Cassette's like, yeah. nah, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you fuckers. Like I I can do this. Yeah, like, for sure. Flesh Cassette. The thing about Flesh Cassette, it's um, it's. Like I write one thing is I write the lyrics in Flesh Cassette. I don't just like, uh, you know, I don't just. It's not like me just vibing. It's yeah. it's like, Thought yeah, it's exactly what you said. It makes it. It makes it. Yeah. And I was thinking about dropping uh, an album, a, another album. I had to re-release my shit because Spotify removed it, my first EP with that band. I was so pissed, and they never sent me an email or nothing. Fuckers. Spot yeah, bro. So are we got so they be pissing me off sometimes. So should, should we expect that like end of the year, early next year, sometimes around then? One hundred percent confirmed. There will be a flesh cassette album before the end of this year. Ooh. Probably way sooner than you're thinking. Yeah. Ooh, okay, I was thinking. I have December. to do some. <laughs> I have to do some video. I have to do some video work on it, but um, it's it's done. The whole album's done. And if you pay attention, you've heard it. It's just uh, I I think it just needs to be like presented the way that I would like to present it, you know, every, mm -hmm. if you keep up with every damn week, every damn week is like my stream of consciousness sort mm -hmm. of. So it's like, if you keep up with that and you listen to those, it's like, you've probably heard some of these songs, but now they're just more readily available. Cause I hate SoundCloud personally. 
trust me i know that's why i'm i'm fucking yeah. youtube right now fuck man speaking yeah. speaking speaking some inside baseball, chase a bag man. bro you know you know that you know the ways you know the fucking vibes but and, like, uh, yeah. people don't realize we're like real friends we're like we're like like this is yeah like, you're my boy like i've known you forever <laughs> since i was yeah. three like that is a fact i so, know it's like literally like one of my first like best friends like that it that is you and chase that yeah. is a phys ex. Shout Fucking out to Chase. If, if he listens to this, like, you know, because I don't know. So it's so, yeah, so many, that'd be so crazy. many randoms. Who knows? But so all right, let yeah. me ask you what's going on right now. Oh, but y'all be sure. Okay, so let me let me give all the, the plugs because I, I plug everybody plug else. It up. I'm, I'm going to plug my homie. So all right, so on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, buy my OnlyFans. The O is a zero. Make sure y'all know that. And then Lil Art Ho everywhere but y'all go to his only fans and now nah, i don't know where that is <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm keeping it a bean you tell the people where they can same, find your same thing same thing lil underscore art underscore ho same thing y'all go buy his shit man because that please somebody buy it and, and like let us know what it, what's up like let us know how if it's litty shit i'm, I'm gonna buy it I damn yeah leak quickly. leak leak my nude leak my <laughs> nudes bro <laughs> You trying to leak my nudes? I'm just fucking. I'm just fucking. But for real, y'all go buy it because because this project is awesome. And and I don't just. I know. I know when. I know I I'm supposed to say that every week, but this project really is special. And like the (laughs) amount of work that went into it is. I've seen it. The amount of work is is crazy, and it's just this project is dope. Like from the real enemy, Selma Hayek getting paid. There's a Batman song that, that, that was supposed to be on here that I heard that's lit as fuck. Like there's so much shit. <laughs> that, that got I moved. Know. That got moved. That's next year. <laughs> I know so much shit that's coming, but y'all go check out by my only fans. It's a really, really dope project. Let me ask you like some shit. That's just like about the world and just about yourself right now. Just like, let's, let's shoot the shit yeah, for buddy. like 15 minutes. And I'll get yeah. you out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. What's up? Man, what you been thinking about what's been going on with the world? Because I know you have a real perspective. And, like, we've talked about this a I, lot uh, off air. Just, like, just give your yeah. thoughts on, on where we are right now as a country. There's a lot of lanes you could consider in that way. I think we're doing pretty awful uh, in, in the lanes that uh, I consider important um, in terms of, like, democracy, uh, sustainable uh, farming, and shit like that. Uh, just the planet in general is a goddamn wreck. No idea what's going on. Um, I I think it's it's it. They had this movie come out. Um, it was called like the Social Dilemma. Um, yes. Check it out. It's like it, it's basically just like a, a magnifying glass on a lot of things that I personally have had a problem with for years um, in terms of social media. I think we're doing horrible we're so basically what i think the the driving point of that movie was we're so polarized because uh like 36 like straight white men in tech like silicon valley uh coded these ridiculous ais that they themselves uh have very little control over at this point they just write it it's like a machine that automatically operates and and it pushes itself and it pushed itself to this point and if you like movies like The Matrix, that to me is an attack. That is, that is the almost the exact same thing as like the last movie where all the robots are coming up. It's where we are, we're just gonna kill each other and then they'll just keep going. Like yeah, it's the perfect that, plan. And that code, yeah, no, because y'all definitely check out social AIs, media. and that's what they came up with. Yeah, I mean, some people have their their issues with net. Some people have their issues with Netflix. I mean, fuck every big company. Like, like, dude, I I just you know I I'm obviously not extremely capitalist, but um, yeah, 
they can choke on it, but, but that movie wasn't bad. No, yeah, and we don't even have to talk about Netflix, but definitely Social Dilemma. It says a lot of the problems going on right now in this world. I want to ask you, you said The Matrix. Is that your favorite movie? Look, like, just to just throw that out there to your fans out there? It's one of my favorite stories, for sure. Um, what you've been watching? Answer, finish up what you were what saying. But then, been watching yeah, that? what you've been watching lately? Like, give us the, give us the loadout. Uh, what you, what you, what you, your favorites? I've, syndicated cartoon network right now seriously all day like when i when i have time to watch tv yeah. i watch syndicated cartoon network like start to finish like all the kids shit like some of it sucks some of it's not so bad gumball usually really hits you know they just be pulling from a vault but um back to the matrix thing um and adult swim adult swim's been really good too adult swim's been lie. really fucking good recently the way it's been you the way they run it, you know, uh, yeah. they created a, a real culture with that. Um, but yeah, the matrix is just such a good story. Cause you can like, you can, exp- you can like symbolize that with like anything, like you could create a movie that isn't like a 10 million, 10 bajillion dollar budget, but it's like the, it's like two people walking through a park and you use the matrix like as the story. And it's like, it's just a crazy, crazy story. No, 100%. Syndicated, like, let me ask you this, because since you've been watching this, bro, Cartoon Network hasn't really been, like, I know they got Gumball, and they have that little cool black show, which I think is fire, Craig and the Creek, but other than that... That show's pretty funny. They, they have some trash shows right now on Cartoon Network. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'd say, obviously, we we don't write cartoons for children and stuff, Thanks. but they're, like, it's always... We're... I, I just felt like... If if they kind of took a similar approach, but it's what made us us. Like uh, we have our sense of humor and like shit like that because the shows were written by certain people. That's true. And like these kids, it's more of like a they're giving they're making us this way rather than it's like better. But they just don't write like they used to write. Cartoons used to be really um, edgy and they were aggressive. They were super like if, if even if you look at it was like, like it was. Last generation's Cartoon Network slate. That was a way more edgy than what what they Dude, had. Like regular show could have been on Adult Swim, and Gumball's fucking edgy. Regular as show could have. Yeah, Gumball's a Gumball's a fantastic show. Just everything about it. They 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 have such a great production crew on it. That is a fact. And if if anything, I appreciate I appreciate what I appreciate about it is that they're putting that much effort in for the kids. You know, I think yeah. kids that watch Gumball now will be really funny when they grow up. Yeah, and they'll probably have like a good sense of like you said, really funny. Have a good sense of humor. I think they'll be smart or kids something. They, something they layer some something shit that there. I like. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Ton of depth. Word, word. So, man, fucking fuck Drew Brees. I'm still, I'm still on that. That the Saints are looking. Holy bad shit, this year. that hurts so fucking bad. Oh my god! I just they need to they need to make some moves. Not to get into sports talk, but like just I just have to throw they, they should have you know? established they should have established some things before the year started, like you know, in regards to Drew and what his role should be. He can't throw the ball twenty five yards down the field. It's a fucking atrocious. And I know people have been attacking. Me I on just Facebook, I hate. But like, oh no! I, don't give a fuck. I hate to think about it. It's true. I hate, and, I hate and people, to think about it. People don't want to admit that, like, it's time. It's fucking time. It is time. I was saying, we were saying that last year. Last year. We were year. saying that last year. Bro, thank you. At least, see, everybody who watches the show, I've been, they know. They know. I've been, I've been asking for this, and now y'all are seeing why. I just had to get that out there, because I'm going to say that every fucking week I do this show, because I have to, yeah. I feel like I, I need to do my just to prepare the fan base that watches this show from New Orleans. It went, the Patriots went through it last year. We got to go through it. It's time. Fucking... Cut this dude. Jameis will do all right. Hey, 
It's fine though because we beat Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. <laughs> I, we could lose every we could lose every other game, but like everybody can settle it, settle down now about Tom and, Tom, and, and Drew. Yeah, because he looks really bad his damn self. But thank you, bro, dude, for coming yeah, on the like, show, man. Dude, it's always a pleasure, man. I love your network. You've grown it so much. Your hustle is immaculate right now, and uh, I'm real proud of you. We doing some stuff, and you know, you already know. I love you for sure. Tell the people where they can find you on social media and uh, plug away. Social media, okay. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Lil underscore Art underscore Ho underscore CCX. That has to do with my my label, Devoid Records, which is also on Instagram. I don't know the handle off the bat. Doesn't really matter. It's more of an archive. I don't I don't necessarily find a need to build a following there. Um, Twitter is just Lil underscore Art Ho underscore Lil underscore Art underscore Ho. Straight up. Um, find me on YouTube. Got the label YouTube up, uh, Devoid Records, and then I got the uh, I got my OnlyFans everywhere. I got that bitch. Just 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 Google Lil underscore Art underscore Ho, and 100%. you can find me probably. Yeah, find me in these digital streets. Y'all make sure y'all go yeah. follow him. Y'all make sure y'all go buy his OnlyFans. Check out the project. Like I said, this album is like phenomenal. This album is spectacular. Definitely gonna be up for the Bros Who Think album of the year at the end of the year when we give out awards. This shit is this shit is ill. It's dope. Y'all go follow my my, my brother Lil Art Ho and have a good one, man. Yeah. But let's finish up the show with Bros Who Ball. I want to say thank you to Lil Art Ho for coming on the pod. Really appreciate it. Y'all make sure y'all go check out his album by my OnlyFans. Y'all make sure y'all go get his OnlyFans. Look, if you're just jumping on, you won't understand that conversation. But you got to go listen to the interview to understand. But again, thank you to Lil Arvo for coming on the show. It's that time of the show now called Bros Who Ball. And joining me as always are my guys transversing the realm of sports with me. To the left, we got Mr. Adam Schubert. And at the bottom, we got Justin Baptiste. How are you guys doing this week? I'll start off with you, Shubert. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Tomorrow or tonight, whoever, whenever you listen to this, my alma mater is playing against UAB uh on espn2 so Ooh, you know that's no uh south alabama oh south okay you can claim so that that's, now for sure <laughs> that that that's really exciting you know it's the first time those two teams are ever going up against each other for this year at south's new stadium next year in uab's new stadium start and a little SEC. alabama uh, alabama rivalry sure yeah uh sec starts this week and then i'm wearing the pelican shirt because a, a former new orleans pelican is about to get a ring in a couple weeks and that's Solomon Hill. Oh, <laughs> that was a good one. I, we'll talk to you about college basketball. I mean, college football in a little bit before we start off with basketball. Justin, how are you doing? I'm good, man. But I'm also uh, disappointed about the whole Breonna Taylor thing. You know, we did uh, all this protesting and there was still no justice. But, I mean, we still got to keep on moving on. But Got to keep fighting. Baby steps. I talk, I'm glad you said that because I talked about that earlier in the show. Basically, we got to keep fighting until we can change quantitative immunity in the police contracts. Until that happens, nothing going to change. But we are making progress. I got to say, a lot of stuff, getting these chokeholds, uh, things out of the system, no-knock warrants, getting out. It's progress, but we need to make more. But definitely saddened by the results, 1,000%. But let's get to you, Shuby. Tell us what's up. What should we expect? SEC play starts this week. Just give us some light stuff to get us ready for the SEC football. Tell us who's playing, what you're looking forward to, and whatnot. It's a pretty easy week for the SEC because a lot of the bigger teams are playing a lot of the uh, lower-level SEC. You know, Georgia's playing Arkansas, um, and Alabama's playing Missouri. 
but there is one team that is on upset alert and it's the Auburn Tigers. Kentucky has definitely upped their game in the past few seasons. This could be a year where they can make a lot of noise. A former Auburn backup quarterback is now on that on Kentucky's roster. Mm, so, you know, watch sure. out for uh watch out for the Kentucky Wildcats this weekend and then LSU and Mississippi State is the main primetime game on CBS. Uh, should be a should be all LSU, but they are going with a new quarterback, Miles Brennan. So we'll see what Miles Brennan no puts Jamar together. Chase. No Jamar Chase. Um, you know, no a Joe Brady. A lot of newbies and no Joe Burrow. So, so. Yeah, no Joe Burrow. And uh, Mississippi State has a new head coach with Mike Leach, who is, you know, very oh, known yeah. for his electric offensive. Washington State. For, yeah, for his elect and uh, their quarterback is a transfer quarterback who's been a starter at Stanford for three seasons, KJ Costello. Oh, so man. Mississippi State is actually a pretty good, get a pretty solid roll. football team. <laughs> um, so I would watch out for for them as well. I think LSU will get the win, but you know Mississippi State might can be competitive. We're gonna have to watch that closely. Ed Orgeron better do well this year. He was just on sixty minutes. I watched that sixty minute special, not just because you're the national championship. LSU expects multiple, not just one. We need two, three. We're trying to get to Saban territory here. So, you know, or Ed O, Bo Pelini. Bo Pelini, new defensive he's coordinator. Back, yeah, he's back. No, well, no, we have no, no Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda's gone. We got Bo Pelini, Steve Insminger. Who's the other offensive mind they brought in? They brought in somebody where I was like, oh, real? Yeah. Who the? Oh, man. Who was they it bring like in? another former Saints guy or something? I don't, it was, it was, it was weird because we were like, he's not really known as a, as a passive coordinator. Who, who was no. it? Mm-hmm. So, oh, we bought Linehan, Scott Linehan. Oh yeah. The former Cowboys. Yeah. I knew, I knew it was somebody that we were like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. And the Cowboys have had such a great offense the past few years. <laughs> Which offense are we talking? Because <laughs> gosh, it was, it's just terrible, but. We shall see. Like I like when you were saying all that about Mike Leach, and I was like, ooh, they might be this. Just be on the lookout. But that's just our college football corner. We'll talk more college football as the years, as the year progresses. But let's get to NBA. It's time to talk some basketball. We got to talk the NBA playoffs. So let's start off with tonight's game. So when people hear this, the, the most recent game, uh, the Miami, uh, Miami Heat take on the Boston Celtics. Right now, game three just happened or no yeah no game four just happened yeah game four just happened uh Miami wins 112 to 109 after losing 117 to 106 people thought that my uh, Celtics were on the rise it was 2-1 but Boston came in shut that up granted Jason Tatum played well towards the end of the game to the second half he didn't play too hot to start the game he was started off like at halftime it was like oh for seven it was it was really bad but he ended up doing decently. And uh, also, Jimmy Butler had a pretty good game. But it was mainly Tyler Hero who was the star of the show. Tyler Hero had, um, let's see. Why is my stat thing just disappeared all of a sudden? I was, I was talking about game three? Or game yeah, four? No, no, I'm talking about game four. 37 points. Yeah, he had 37. Thank you, Schubert. Uh, he had 37. Jimmy Butler had 24. Goran Dragic 22 and Bam 20, a solid game from the guys. It's the most points scored by a uh, a player who's 20 years old since Magic Johnson in 1980. Crazy. 40 years. If you look at the other side, Tatum had 28, Brown had 21, and Kimba had 20, which, I mean, isn't a bad game 
from the Celtics. I just think they waited too late to turn this to turn the magic on. Also, some questionable calls got them a little closer into the game. So, you know, we don't have to go over that. But Justin, what'd you see from the Heat this game? And do you think the Celtics have a shot to come back from 3-1? No, talent hero. I mean, that that that, that was the story of the game tonight. They just could not stop him. He had 37 points. They just couldn't stop him. And he was the story of the night. The Celtics, they made their run, but it wasn't enough. This is a good Heat team. But Tyler Hero showed that he's he's the real deal. And that's really all I have to say is Tyler Hero. 37 points, big shots. All my Tyler Hero is vindicating all my basketball takes, like right now. Like the Clippers put me in a shit bind for everybody who's out to come come call me out. Tyler Hero's vindicating everything. Last week I was I was telling y'all, I was like, man, that's a bad or no, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, I was like, that's a bad white boy. I'm not saying he's better than Luca. But I don't want that white boy on my team. I said this. I said he just had a swagger about him. He just didn't give a fuck. He cared. And then the next, and that night after I said that, he made a questionable call, which was the first time I ever saw him scared. Was in that game they lose, game three. He bounced because where he was, he was. They gave him the ball. He was wide open. He dribbles up. Looks like he's gonna shoot. Then he just passes it to Jimmy. He should have shot because he was wide open. He passes it to cover Jimmy. The ball gets stolen. Celtics win the game. But he comes out. Balls tonight, puts all that behind him, drops 37, just with a heat team that looked good. The critics were saying, Mark Jackson specifically was saying, Jimmy Butler needs to come out early, be aggressive. He did that this game. And then he let his guys come in and fill out. He didn't do anything in the second. Had a monstrous, I believe, third. And then the game ended like it did. Bam Adebayo was doing the pick and roll. They, they, they. I think this was the most complete game from the whole team where you have one of your shooters Hero Robertson scoring. You have Jimmy scoring. Your point guard, the Dragon scoring, and Bam's doing the pick and roll thing. This was this was what Miami looks like when all cylinders are at its highs. The only thing else they could ask for is the others were knocking down shots. Schubert, what did you think of this game? Yeah, uh, specifically game four. Yeah, it was all about Tyler Hero. But what I think if we look at game three, Eric Spoelstra learned a lot from that loss, and I think it had a lot to do with putting players on the floor, you know, the, a lot of his rotations, he was starting to see that he wasn't getting as much production out of Olenek. Yeah, got um, him out. So we he saw Solomon Hill siding tonight. Yeah, four minutes. Yeah. But, you know, Iguodala got 27 minutes when he only had seven in the last game. He played a really big, crucial role on the defensive end. And, um, you know, he got three steals, which was the most for the team. That was pretty impressive. You know, he maybe didn't do a lot on offense, but it didn't matter because Tyler Hero was knocking down shots. Gordon Drogic was bringing it to, was taking it to the basket. Um, and Bam Adebayo was doing what he does best. I mean, he, you know, Bam Adebayo, I mean, arguably, I was watching this game today. I'm like, man, Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo and Future. Gordon Drogic seem like the big three. Like, oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not gonna let you do that. I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect Jimmy Butler. I'm just saying, like when it came down the stretch, it was like those guys were the ones that were making the big plays. Jimmy Butler was the anchor. I would say, like he, you know, was the guy who you could always trust with the ball. Yeah, and he's your go-to guy. But I get what you're saying. I, I don't 100% understand what you're saying. And then that yeah. just goes to show when the Butler Drogic era is over. They're going to have a big two and out of bio and hero. They're just going to need someone who can create a, a, a la a Goran Dragic or Jimmy. Well, maybe that's where Kendrick Nunn kind of proves why he was a first team all instead of, instead of Tyler. Yeah. So, you know, he, he hasn't played much in this bubble really. And I think that, you know, maybe his, he's just going to grow 
in the future. But, you know, Tyler Hero obviously didn't have as big, great of regular season than none did, but he's showing it here in the in the bubble. The star that, you know, he possibly could – I mean, his star could burn super bright in a couple of weeks yeah. if it all goes their way. But, you know, it's looking like they're going to they're gonna make it to the, all, the, to the finals. That's what it's looking like. You know, the one thing I noticed down the stretch, at least, was the two defenses that were being played. Uh, Boston, you know, when they were playing down, I guess, were really focused on, like, trying to double team. And, you know, the Heat were doing well, moving the ball, finding the open guy. That's where, where Drogic was really, you know, taking advantage. That's why he got that big three in the corner uh, because they were moving around. But uh, the Heat, on the other end, were playing that 2-3 zone. And they d- – did that so well like I, yeah, I was yeah. just so surprised that you know they moved into that zone and it just didn't seem like boston could figure it out See, um, and, so that's something they're gonna have to work on for this the next is an interesting question and in, and in, in topic that nba teams are gonna have to decide going forward because analytics has pushed us to the three-pointer and you can run these zones these stretched out zones that makes it out to the three-point have the three-point line covered the way you beat those stretched out zones justin knows it's through mid-range. So, Justin, what do you think we're going to see? Like, because analytics has pushed us to the three, it's allowed teams to stretch out, run these stretch zones, run these three, two, two, three, like, uh, switches, more so one, three, ones as well, where, where they're not worried about the mid-range game. They're mostly worried about the three in the paint. How, like, do you, do you see a, a chance of the mid-range coming back? Because that's something that I've noticed. Like, you can eat – high schools beat zones. Like, zones should not be hard to beat. But the thing is, they don't shoot in the mid-range and try to attack gaps and have the high post and have these mid-range type things to beat the zone. And that's why I, I think, you know, it should just all be about getting a good shot. Because, you know, I'm not trying to downplay analytics, but, you know, the Rockets, they probably follow, follow, follow analytics to the T. Yeah. With threes and twos and look where they're at. No offense, but, you know, they're at home. So I think it's just all about, you know, uh, trying to get a good shot. Uh, you, you've kind of seen the Celtics hit a couple of mid-range shots, but for the most part, they were off throughout the entire night. So I just think it's all about getting a good shot. But like Schubert said, uh, Miami, they, they run that zone good. They have a lot of solid defenders, and Boston has been struggling to, uh, to, to, to break it. Yeah, they have, which is crazy. Like, yeah, you have – Having Bam in there uh, uh, to be able to, to play in the lane and kind of be like that defend, you know, that uh, blocker defender to stop any drives has really been kind of crucial. And uh, the big thing to watch out for in Game Five is uh, this wrist. Yeah, because it looked like he had hurt that at the end of the game. D Wade said all he got to do is take some Benadryl and go to sleep. He'll be all right. D Wade tweeted. <laughs> I mean, he he does a lot, but it's not like his game is predicated on scoring the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, he can do layups with that wrist. <laughs> He'll be all right. He's going to make it for the finals, though. That's the thing. Also, just looking ahead, I'm going to talk about this from the Miami angle for both sides, but I think Miami matches very well. It doesn't matter if the Nuggets come or the Lakers come. But the thing is, the Lakers and the Nuggets both are big, too. The Nuggets has more depth than the Lakers, to where the next man is kind of close, but after Michael Porter Jr., the, it kind of falls, kind of falls flat. The thing that makes the Heat so well is the fact is you have Bam, you have Jimmy, you have Gorin, you have Tyler. That's four dudes, and then you got Crowder, Iguodala, uh, Robinson, 
that's seven dudes that can all just go out and get it. Whereas I think I, I'm not, LA got two. I'm not counting Kuzma. I'm not counting playoff Rondo. Those dudes, it's all scrubs. Like it's scrubs. I just got to keep it a bean. And, 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 and Miami matches up very well against both teams. I want to see Miami play the Lakers, me personally. But I'd much rather the Lakers lose to Denver. But I know the Lakers would lose to Miami. That's the thing. I know that. I believe 100% in my heart the Miami Heat will be champions no matter who they play from the West. Now, I think I, I, I think the pressure is definitely on Boston because <laughs> because I, I think that they're a solid team. I they sh- they should have made they should make the finals. The team. Yeah. Been there before. And you see the, the this young team on the West who's coming back from 3-1. So it's not impossible to come back. I think the pressure is definitely on Boston because I don't think the series is over with. But Miami is just just such a good team. And is Jason cut like cut like Jamal? Jamal is showing exactly. playoff that's a little different. And that's and that's what I was thinking about earlier. But you were talking, so I didn't want to interrupt you. But but Murray, I mean, he really he really wills his team to wins. Can Tatum be that guy? I don't know. And like and like he he's had opportunities to be that guy to will his team to win, but he hasn't done it. Meanwhile, Jamal Murray was, West, West Coast is doing that. That's so I think the pressure is definitely on, on Boston to see, you know, how good are they. For sure. Let's get to Denver because one last thing. That was the thing about Boston. You know, you know, Tatum today, he had his opportunity to do that. You know, not scoring any points in the first half is definitely a detriment. He can't do that anymore. He yeah, can't. Yeah. Yeah. Qu- scoring 28 in the second half is great, but he should have had at least – 40 points today in total, um, you know, and, you know, Kemba stepping, stepping up in big moments. And even I think Marcus Smart is becoming like pretty much a big utility player on that team. Um, but having Gordon Hayward back, I think made it a pretty big him. impact on them today. Yeah. So I think that the series definitely isn't over, uh, but I, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat Miami three times in a three row. Times. That's the thing. I don't think they can. I think they might win one or two games, but I don't know if they can beat Miami three times. That's the big question. But and it's, oh, oh, I got one more thing. Go ahead. Sorry. One more thing. It's just so bad because like the Celtics are a good good team, but they're not doing enough. And yeah. it's like going, it's like moving forward. If they do like you know not make the finals, it's like wait, wait, like what else do you add? I guess you just add more bench players because yeah, they, they, they need depth. They're just not doing enough to win the series. But that is true. With it's so, like, this is probably one of their best windows because you got to think next year the Nets are the favorite or, or like the on paper favorite. Sorry, Schubert, the on paper favorite. You got the Heat coming back, you got the Bucks I, coming back, and you got the revitalized 76ers coming back. This, the, I think it, it's too hard to tell too because, uh, you know, what happens in the offseason? What if AD, you know, if, what if they don't win the finals? AD's like, you know what? I do want to go to Chicago. And they end up building something in Chicago now too with Levine, Billy Donovan. You want that to happen? I, I want it to happen. <laughs> Who doesn't want Chicago to be great after the last dance this year? I don't see that happening. But we can, we bet, we've seen a lot of crazier things. But yeah, no, this is Boston's chance. Boston got to make something happen. I just don't know if if they will. But let's talk about that. That man, that dude's a bad dude, man. When Jamal Murray shot that thirty foot three in ADI and shimmied on him. And then came off that pick and roll and just shooting daggers. Yeah, Jamal Murray's become one of my favorite players. He really has. I just love it. I love the way he plays, how aggressive he is. I 
something about point guards who are big, stocky point guards. He reminds me, Jamal Murray reminds me of a mixture of Darren Williams and Gilbert Arenas. Like, I, I've heard Gilbert Arenas from other people, but he reminds me more of Darren Williams. How Darren Williams would use his side to body into people, shoot. Uh, how, in my opinion, I always chose Darren Williams over Chris Paul, even though Chris Paul turned out to be the better player and had the longer career. It's just I liked Darren Williams' game, and I see a lot of Jamal, Darren Williams in Jamal Murray. Dude's cold, man. Beat the late, and, and honestly, the Lakers should be down 2-1, but we don't live on shoot, shoulds and cans and what-ifs. That's only good in horseshoes. So, look, Nuggets win that game 114-106. The Lakers look like they couldn't do anything, really. They had a lot of – LeBron tried his best, but when LeBron and AD get 27-30 and 30, and no one else gets up over 15, Caldwell Pope with 12, Kuzma with 11, that's why you lose that game because no one else is helping those dudes, and those dudes are going hard. Granted, AD should have got more than two rebounds. He was clowning with that. Didn't give him a lot of chance. But, you know, that's how that goes. Justin, what did you see from the Lakers and Nuggets? And, and what are you expecting from this game uh, by the time the people hear this tonight? Well, I, I think the Nuggets, they definitely, uh, you know, they they definitely show fight. This team shows grit. But the Lakers also showed, showed me something also. You know, they were down by 20. They came back. So they came back, they fought back, they cut it down to, I want to say, what, four points. But, you know, I think just having LeBron and AD, you know, they're just too much. And I just think throughout the entire series, I feel like eventually Kuzma or Pope, you know, they'll show up and help AD and, and LeBron James. I just think those two are just too much. But I just think, like, for the future, I think that this team, this Nuggets team, is going to be a very good team. Like, like Jamal Murray – He's so different. He's so clutch. And, and Jokic is great, man. Yo, I think Jokic is getting fed up with AD. I think they, I think Loki. I see this Denver team maturing before our eyes. I see this Denver team looking like the Lakers aren't as good as everybody making it seem. And we, we are good. We can come out and win. But they got two great players. Oh, for sure. But I'm just saying, we see Jamal and Jokic answering the call with that last game in game two. They're playing up to the standards of them, and they're putting up buckets, and it's going to be interesting to see tonight. I got the Nuggets winning tonight. I do. I do. I feel it in my soul. It's going to be 2-2, and then LeBron's going to pull some storybook ending shit like, ooh, he was, it was 2-2. It might even be 3-2, and then LeBron will come out and win. That's how I think this is going to go down, even though I want the Nuggets to win. But I think they're going to get them tonight. I, I just feel it. I feel like momentum's – even though the Lakers are up 2-1, I feel like momentum's in Denver's favor. Schubert, how I do think, you feel about the series well, I, and about the game? Yeah, I think the one player that no one really talks about and made a big, uh, you know, had a big role in the, the win in uh, game three game? was, no, uh, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Grant did have a big Jeremy game. Jeremy Grant, you know, having 26 points, it, uh, way more points than he's had in the previous two games. If he can be your third guy in that, in that starting group, then, you know, I feel pretty confident, you know, Porter Jr. I still feel like just isn't there yet. Yeah, he's not really, ready. I don't really feel like he makes too much impact offensively when he's on the floor. You know, a little bit more on the defensive end, uh, getting rebounds and steals. Um, th- they definitely need him on the floor for that. But uh, Grant's also been, I, w- I would say he's the number four guy. And out of when you look at the Lakers as a team in comparison to these other four teams, I think. They have the two best players in the bubble right now. Right. AD and LeBron. Uh, but several. After 
several <laughs> players on all three of these teams you know, when it comes to this series it's you know it's lebron ad then you got murray Jokic. you know those are in a chain interchangeable i'd probably say uh Gr- grant porter and then See, maybe I'm Monte Morris too. I'm going. I'm giving the Nuggets five. I'm giving the Nuggets. Yeah, Lakers got the first two best dudes. The the uh, the Nuggets have the next best three. Like that. I mean, I'll give them. I give them four or five. <laughs> like I think that's easy. Who the Lakers got after LeBron and AD and Justin? Do not come take Kyle Kuzma, please. Do not. Like, no, like I, honestly, I will honestly take Michael Porter Jr. over Kuzma. Kuzma, yes, and they've been having beef, low key, light skin wars, light skin battle of the quote unquote third option that Reggie Miller and Chris Rubber keep bringing up, but it keeps happening. Like Kuzma, every time Michael Porter keeps taking a shot, Kuzma's like, "Oh, I gotta come down, and get mine, and shoot, shoot, shoot some bad looking shot." Battle of light skins. Michael Porter's beating your ass, Kuzma. I hope you listen to this. Michael Porter is beating your ass, and it's been amazing. But when it does come to the Lakers, I think, you know, game two, AD showed that he can make the shot. You know, whether he does that majority of the times, because this, and, you know, you could argue that game two is now not game seven. Uh, So, you know, will he be able to make it even farther down the line when it matters even more? But, you know, LeBron coming out and doing his thing, still getting triple doubles, but the thing with LeBron is that since he's he's still getting his, but since no one else is getting theirs, it's very hard for him to be the one to make the impact in the fourth quarter. So it's you know you can't really depend on LeBron to be the guy that's gonna you know go the extra mile in the fourth quarter because I mean he's an old man at this point. And he's been he's, he got you. And he's he, he's getting he's getting you there like he's yeah. getting all. He's doing every, he's doing all the groundwork to get you to the fourth quarter. And you know AD showed up in this in game two. But is he going to be able to do it again? And again, you know, yeah. I, 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 trust, I trust LeBron, and I feel like it's just another case of LeBron having to do it all and, and nobody's there to help him. Like, That's it's just, how I feel it's, about it. It's so thing. frustrating as a person who wants LeBron to do well. Jokic, Jokic can't guard AD, but the thing is, AD can't guard Jokic. So it's like, y'all both got to just get y'alls, and AD got to constantly be the aggressor, and he's not. That's the thing. So, but he did that game too. Got to give him his props. When he had that game winner, my mind was blown. I was like, that, well, that's the potential. We, we always, that's what we always talk about he can do. But can he do that on a nightly basis? That's the thing. Can he constantly, can he, because see, the thing is, the game after, he did an AD thing where, yeah, I got 27 points, but it was a quiet 27, but I got no rebounds. I got zero rebounds and, and one assist. So it's like, you can't do that, AD, if you're trying to dominate. LeBron needs more help than that. So, but all right, who you got winning, uh, Schubert, t- tonight? Uh, tonight, uh, I think I have the Nuggets because the Nuggets seem like they have they're carrying the momentum at the moment, um, going into this game. And I think, like what you said, LeBron needs that extra loss to kind of put the fire yeah, in him. The for fire the next back ahead to get him ready. I think he's gonna lose this one, and then I think LeBron will come out in game game uh, five whooping ass. So I just I just think he need one one more loss to to really rev him up and to get AD revved up as well. Justin, who you got winning and losing this game? <sighs> Man, I love Jamal Murray. He needs a shoe deal right now. <laughs> yeah, he I'm, does. I'm, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Ooh, you got the Lakers. All right. I got the Lakers. We shall see. I will be tweeting you if they lose. Um, I, I can tell you that I want the Lakers Miami Heat so bad. Like, I want LeBron to, to go up against Spolstra and his former team and just like oh, – Oh, yeah. yeah, it would just be so cool. I want that. I want that tremendously. But 
Ron, too, I feel like. Oh, yeah, I know they do. All right, so anything else that y'all want to touch about this Denver-LA uh, series before we get out, of here, get out of here, or is that pretty much everything? That's about it. That's about That's it? Winning. Uh, I'll, I'll give them – you guys uh, say uh, – you said six, right, Lyndon? Uh, I said seven, actually. Said seven? But that was, emo- that was an emotional thing, me saying seven. <laughs> I might change it to Lakers yeah. and six. I really might. Yeah. I don't know, no, no. You know what? Fuck that. I'm, sta- I'm staying true. Lakers and seven. I'm staying true. Lakers and seven. Should you think it's happening in seven or six? Seven. Yeah, I think but it's the happening. Heat, but the Heat Celtics, I think it's happening in six. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Heat Celtics. Oh, man. I think. I can see six. I, I give the Heat more credit for five. I don't think they get gentlemen swept. Yeah, I think it's happening in six. I think it's happening in six. Because folks are going to lose that next one, rally the troops, and get everything ready. All right, let's get to the NFL week two. We're going to talk about a couple games, and then uh, we'll get Schubert's take on them. Schubert, I want to start off with talking about – so the the Browns won, but the, the Browns are going to be in our are, – are they real or are they fake segments? So we're not going to talk about them right now. But um, – Let's see. Who was what was oh let's talk about the Falcons and the Cowboys. What the fuck was that? Like what 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 is Dave Quinn should be fired? Like it's time. Yeah, Falcons I tweeted fans. he should he should have been fired on, on the airstrip, like on tarmac. <laughs> like it should have just fired him. Because like, you know, that was completely ridiculous. But you know, what's even more ridiculous is whoever the special teams coach is, the hands team. You do not let the ball go ten yards. That's, like you, that you, ball even was. Madden like, players know that. Like you just jump like, on it. Just as go soon as get it. Big. Like yeah. what? What were they doing? They just <laughs> let the ball get across. Like it was so stupid. That's why the so. on field is so in favor of the receiving team because as moment as that ball's kicked, they can jump on it. It's the it's the people kicking that have to wait the ten yards. Like I don't I don't understand why the moment that ball came close to. And the thing is, the ball was like right by one like a lot of Falcons' feet. They just watched it. They didn't do anything. They didn't even try to bend down and pick it up. They're just like, oh. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Like, what? Like they, but, I mean, even before then, yeah, like, the defense for the Falcons, it just proves, like, why, you know, all the people at the beginning of the season that were saying, you know, the Falcons, made, they can make a lot of noise. You know, they got a good offense. I'll give them that. Defense because that, my fantasy team is definitely reaping the benefits of the Falcons' offense. But when it comes to their defense, their defense just has too many holes, especially in the secondary. And that is the Cowboys' problem as well. The Cowboys' defense is not good. But I got to say, Dak Prescott did his thing. Dak Prescott definitely did his thing. The offense looked good. It was mainly the defense problem. Not having Van Der Esch, not having Sean Lee, there's so and not having a, a, a safety to fill that void. They wanted to get Jamal. They wanted to get... Uh, Eric, uh, Mike, oh, what, what Thomas is that? Eric, uh, Eric Thomas, the former Seattle, former Seattle guy who went to, ba- who went to Baltimore. Uh, Eric, and he, Jerry Jones talked to oh, him before. Well, you're, ta- uh, you're talking about Earl Thomas, who's Earl not on the Thomas. team anymore yeah, because, yeah, Earl because the team kicked him off? Yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted yeah. to get Earl Thomas, at least fans did. Jamal Adams couldn't get there, so they're missing a hole at safety. They're just, their secondary doesn't look good. That's the Cowboys' problem, but I think they'll win the NFC East because they don't have no other competition. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll win the NFC East. Like the, the Eagles are pretty terrible. The Washington football team is pretty suspect and the Giants just lost Saquon. So yeah, but they did get Devontae loss. Freeman. So, you know, that's not too bad. We shall see but. how they, how that happens with that. But, and, and let me say this, let's do the, I'll, I'll say the injury thing right now. These injuries are happening because there was no off season, mini camps, OTAs or the, and there was no preseason. That's why these injuries are happening. We see normally in the preseason after the mini camps and OTAs that 
we have the ACL epidemic where every year, and this is, I got to give credit to where credit is due. This is an Adam Lefko thing. I just definitely buy onto this theory that every year during the preseason leading after the OTAs and mini camps and all the summer stuff, we see like a lot of people get ACL tears and stuff who weren't fully, who weren't fully, uh, you know, uh, in shape, who weren't fully ready to go for football. We're just seeing that now happen to the stars because they didn't get the time to prepare. Like it, this COVID season just kind of, you know, just sprung up. They didn't know how this shit was going, and we're and injuries are going to be expected this NFL season. That's just something we're gonna have to get over. Yeah, uh, the only team that I feel like it really affects the most is San Francisco the 49ers, who won their game but won it at the spite of losing. Jimmy G, Moster, Jimmy Moster. G, and uh, Bosa. Yeah, big loss for them. They're they're okay. not looking too 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 hot. Another game I want to talk about is man. Let's talk about the Patriots and Seahawks. Patriots lost at the one line. They could have won it. I don't know why they didn't run Cam outside, but I think Cam and the Patriots are the real deal. It's not even Cam's fault. Uh, two plays before, Julian Edelman had uh, the ball drop. perfectly placed in the end zone, and he dropped it. So he needs a, Cam know. needs a number one wide receiver. They need to trade for Odell. That's when. That's when. Yeah, the, I think anything that we're going to find about the Patriots this year, because I don't think they're going to win their division, because I think the Buffalo Bills are too just good. too good. Yep. But you know, the Patriots are already playing with uh, without a lot of their bigger name players on the defensive end. So they were already going to have their struggles this year. But I think what they're learning is that they need to buy in on the Cam Newton deal. Like, I think they only got him for a year this year for a pretty cheap price. Go ahead and resign him. Yeah. Yeah. Go go ahead and resign him and uh, try and figure out what you want to do with building some pieces around him. I think your running backs are all right. But when it comes to get one receiver that he could could go to a star, I'm a good guy. Someone with some size. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, would you think your boy came out and balled after after the Chargers did my boy Ty? Well, let me not even say my boy. After the after the Chargers did Tyrod Taylor pretty dirty and stuck him in his lungs before the game. Yeah, <laughs> well, who was that? Who who's that? Um, going back to our Pulp Fiction. So, yeah, was, a, was it uh, Mia John Wallace? <laughs> yeah, John Travolta stabbing Mia Wallace in the chest. That's it. Tyrod Taylor got Mia Wallace got stabbed in his lungs, and the team told him, "Don't worry, when you come back, he'll be the starter." Because if they didn't say that people are saying they would have had problems like Tyrod Taylor can't sue because he can sue the NFL PA. He can't sue the NFL. So we're going to see if he does it, but, but your boy, Justin Justin Herbert Herbert look good. Yeah. So I told (laughs) y'all that's what's going to give you your props about. Yeah. So I, you know, I think what you're seeing with like him and her uh, and Burrow is that these mobile quarterbacks with big arms and size are going to be beneficial in the NFL. So that just gives you more reason to go look for, um, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence next season. If you're, you know, a lot of people are talking about it with the Giants and the Jets. Should the Giants and the Jets consider I don't think the Giants should. making I, I, a move for, I for the quarterbacks? I actually buy into Danny Jones because Danny Jones is mobile. Sure, yeah. And, you know, Sam Darnold has his mobile uh, – he's mobile to an extent as well. But it, it comes down to it, if you are – a team that's going to have what the first three picks. And if you're the jets and the giants, you know, maybe you consider the option based upon if you Trevor, because yeah. like Trevor is such a name and with New York, neither one of those teams really have a guy that like takes the persona, especially now with Saquon being injured, you know, Trevor Lawrence coming into either one of those programs would be like, you know, a big deal. It would be no, like the next sure. name. So like, you know, they should consider the, uh, 
the offer, pretty much. I ain't tripping on that. Uh, Kyler Murray looking good. Beat the Washington football team handily. DeAndre Hopkins happy that he's out of the Texans because Houston looks bad. Baddie. Like, geez, I feel for Deshaun Watson, bro. Just got that check. But his offensive line and Billy O'Brien are just not good. Traded his star weapon for David Johnson, who just who hasn't he produced the first game, he didn't produced the second. Oh, he got hurt. Well, I mean, he's not like hurt, hurt, but I mean, like he he was out for a little bit of that. That's uh, why my fantasy. That's why that shit was going like that. I didn't know what was going on with him. I just thought he just wasn't producing. That's what happened. Okay, well, yeah. Shout out to Kyler Murray, looking good. All right, let's get to let's talk about the Saints. I told Um, people, Drew. No, I'm just saying. I'm I'm getting this out now. Drew Brees is washed. He's washed. He's Brady's washed and Brees is washed. They're washed. They're average quarterbacks now. Let's call a fucking spade a spade. He's average. He can't throw the ball farther than 20, 25 yards down the field. And that was seen. That was seen in the last game. And people are trying to say, oh, it wasn't his fault. It was Peyton and the defense fault. Sure, sure. There's sure. There's, but I've when, even when seen Sean people Payton, blaming the offensive line when they didn't give up a single sack in that game. Sure. When Sean Payton can't call certain plays because he knows his quarterback is limited. Sure, sure. Okay. Whatever you say, Breeze fans. Breeze is washed. He's he's washed. Start Jameis, you cowards. Start Jameis. I'm on I'm on the Jameis bandwagon. I'm starting it now. Because, like, I see that I, this is going to come back and bite us. And people are going to say, oh, watch. He's going to have a good regular season. Watch. Watch. He's going to bounce back this week. He's going to play well until the end of the regular season. I don't know about this just, week. And just watch. Watch the playoffs. It's going to happen. The, the middle of the field is going to be locked down. Michael Thomas is going to be open, running 40 yards. He's either going to be underthrown or overthrown. Watch. Watch. Drew Brees is washed. Yeah. Am I wrong? Well, I don't think you're completely wrong. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's any in any stretch of the imagination a top tier quarterback at this point. He's not you a know? top ten quarterback. He's yeah. not. People coming out and making a comparison that he's pretty much Kirk Cousins at this point is not too far off. Like at this point, he has all the same qualities as Kirk Cousins. He's accurate and makes makes uh, good decisions from the line of scrimmage. So yeah, he can call plays and pass the ball to an open receiver. Um, but it just depends on how far down the field that receiver is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to take as many risks as he wanted him to take. And some of the risks that he is taking really don't look good. And the NFL is so a young man's game right now against these young sure. bucks. You got to take risks because they're going to take them. Pat's going to sure. take them. Lamar's going to take them. Kyler's going to take them. They're going to take, you know, but when it comes to like the saints in general, I think it's too early to for people to be dogging them this hard because like yeah, you know the Raiders are a two and O team that's their offense has been producing their defense is suspect but you know Derek Carr is having Josh a really Jacobs. good season he's fa- he's found you know he has a good running game with Josh Jacobs and Jalen Richard he has a really reliable tight end in Darren Waller um, mm-hmm. you know some talented receivers with Henry Ruggs and uh, that. And, and Henry Ruggs, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that the Raiders are pretty good. You know, the AFC West is a pretty solid division at this point, judging on who's playing quarterback for the Chargers. But uh, you know, the, the Saints are have a tough game coming up this week. But you know, they've they've gone to the playoffs the past two seasons, and none of those seasons they start the season two and zero. So That's I don't true. think it's it's too crazy for them to to be at, at this point uh, right now. Right, so, I mean, they, they lost a the game. It's fine. Let's do week two. Are they real? Are they fake? We'll bring this back probably around week four, week five. Are they real? Are they fake? I'm going to say a team. I just want to know the answer. No explanation. 
real or are they fake? Browns. Fake. Yeah, I'm with you. Fake. I don't buy the Odell connection. I got to see it continue. As much as I love Baker Mayfield, he just hasn't been that guy since rookie year. I'm with you. Fake. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Real-ish. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. Real-ish. I'm right there with you. They have a good running game. Their defense is solid, but Quintana Hill... Their division's terrible. Their division's terrible, and Quintana Hill do it multiple, multiple weeks. Colts. Fake. I, I want to say too early, but I'm I, but I'm gonna say fake right now because like Philip Rivers, I, they, is, they have the same problem that the Saints and and Tampa Bay has. Their quarterback's not good at either. <laughs> the Patriots are reaping the benefits of the Colts' mistake. <laughs> yeah, they are. The Colts should have took Cam Newton when they had the chance. <laughs> they should have. That's that. That's what should have happened. All right, next team, Steelers. Uh, I'd say real as long I'm as Ben Roethlisberger is healthy. I'm with you. I agree. Real for that reason. The Bills, we've already talked about it a little bit, but I'm saying, I'm going to start this off real. Real as hell. Yeah, real. Real AF. Like, the Bills are good. Lots of great players on both sides. Yep, that is a fact. Cardinals. Real. They might win the division. I'm with you. Real as well. In the final team, uh, we just talked about them, the Raiders. Real. Real. A lot of reals. (laughs) All right, bet. And in a a season where seven teams make the playoffs, uh, I think the Raiders have a real good shot. To be one of um, them. But one team that you didn't mention on there that is, you know, a 2-0 and team that's a little suspect is the Rams, and I would actually say that they're real. Oh, you say they're real. Okay. I think the Rams are pretty real. I think that they got their running game situation. Well, Cam Akers got hurt, and, and Malcolm Brown is kind of questionable right now. If they can solidify that running game, I think they'll be good, real. If they can't. We'll find out this week, actually. That's, that's where they have problems. So, all right, let's get to week three. Give a, uh, We'll each give a, a couple of games that people should look out for. I'll start us off, Schubert. Um, let's go Sunday at 325 Cowboys and Seahawks big matchup probably America's game of the week if I had to guess uh, so yeah pack uh, co- uh, Cowboys Seahawks big game we get to see Russell Wilson Dak Prescott is the can the uh, Cowboys defense hold up and stop Russell Wilson or at least contain him and can Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy's offense continue to work I got Cowboys and Seahawks Schubert what you got there's a lot of really good matchups this week. This is a really fun week to watch football. Even the Thursday night game is pretty exciting. But to start the day on on a Sunday morning, I really think that you should tune in to the Bills-Rams. Ooh. I was just talking about the Rams a little while ago. This is a real opportunity to see which one of these teams is going to step up in this moment to push, make the push to go 3-0. and um, You know, London just illuminated the Rams' difficulties, and the Bills seem pretty solid, but they've only played – the Dolphins and the Jets, yeah. who are two of their division teams that are obviously on the bottom. Yeah. So when they play a real team or a it, team that's got two wins already, how are they going to? This they gonna is a play? good. This is a good question for the. This is a good test for the uh, Bills. So when we come back for real or fake, they can. This is this is a resume booster. Check like we're one hundred percent real. All right, I got. Um, I'm guessing one of us will take Monday Night Football and one of us take Sunday Night Football. But before we get to that, I'm going to say also at 12, Raiders-Patriots. That's going to be a good game. Cam two and uh, Cam 1-1, and one, Raiders 2-0, and oh, John Gruden's offense. How does he play against Bill Belichick's defense? I think that'll be a fun game just to throw that out there. But I'll say I'll give you the Monday Night Football game. I'm going to take the Sunday Night Football game. Sunday Night Football, Packers versus Saints, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Need I say more? Big game, big football game, so... That, that's one I got. Schubert, go ahead and give you. Um, I'll, you know, you, since you gave me the Monday night, I'm actually going to take the Thursday night. Uh, it may be a, a lackluster game to some, but I think the Dolphins-Jaguars is a really interesting game, uh, especially if the Jaguars can grab another win. 
we talked about how the Titans are um, real-ish. Yeah. The Jaguars are v- very much proving that they might have an opportunity to build a resume to make it to the playoffs. Gardner Minshew is making it look like tanking for Trevor may not be the, what's exactly in the, the cards yeah. for, for the Jaguars. So I, I want to watch that game and also the Monday night game, maybe the greatest game of the whole season, the greatest Monday night game we've seen in years. Yeah. The, J- Lamar Jackson Pat versus Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. That's the I'm not going to say the two best quarterbacks in the NFL because I think Russell Wilson gets two best quarterbacks. But no, no, yeah, Russell Wilson's second in my opinion, and then He's I'd say one. then I, I no Pat, Pat's one, then Russ, and then Lamar. Pat almost lost to the Chargers. Well, actually, I got Aaron Rodgers over over Lamar. I think Lamar is number four because Aaron Rodgers is balling. He is balling right now. Like, I got to give Aaron Rodgers a problem. Lamar's four, but I got I got Pat He's going to beat the Saints this week. Sorry, Saints fans. Oh, don't say that. Don't say it ain't so. Saints defense They've scored good. 40 points in two weeks. Yeah, I know. And the Saints defense looked terrible. Michael Jenkins Michael has Jenkins got to get his shit. He got to get his shit. He got, he got burned by Foster Morrow. Uh, 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 Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard are about to come eat on the Saints. And then Aaron Rodgers got to pick up a part. But I believe in him. We shall see. But that's all the time we got this week. Justin, tell the people they can find you at on social media. Yeah, so you guys can find me. Uh, my handle name is Justin Matisse 22 I'm on all social media platforms. And also, you guys can also check out my blog, tradinglays.com. 100%. Y'all make sure y'all go check out Justin's blog. Schubert, tell the people they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hschubert14. Uh, Bros Who Binge this week, we reviewed Devil All the Time, which has actually been getting some very solid reviews amongst critics and other people. So we may have not given it as much credit, but... Nah, it, you know. nah, we was honest. We were honest with but that movie. I, yeah, I felt like I was being pretty honest with it. But like, uh, you know, go check out that movie and then listen to our review. As also check out uh, what's going on with the Lovecraft Country and the Boys. We were talking about that again this week. A lot of big MCU news and the Mandalorian trailer this past weekend. So we talked about that. And this next week, we'll have um, no mo- no movie, but we'll be continuing to talk about Lovecraft, the boys, and get back on our Avatar rewatch. May do and a draft. Are- may do may do a draft. Maybe I don't know. May may do may do a draft. Uh, we've been talking about some ideas of some conversations to have. Um, um, but- we, gotta, we gotta do something because there is no movie this week. You're absolutely right. But check it out because we're gonna have some fire. We were supposed to have pitch it, but you know that's on Charles. I'm ready to kick his ass. Y'all get on his ass. Tell him come play the pitching match so he can get his ass whooped. But let me give a fantasy update because I don't want I don't want bros to think I just don't say it when I lose. I lost to Brooklyn this week. Brooklyn won, but it was I do think say I my game. I do think I should have beat Brooklyn. I'm gonna say everybody's game. Give me a second. It's just it's pulling up. It's loading up. I got it. I got my game it. was the best game of the week. <laughs> Who'd you play? Your dad. Oh yeah, did he beat your ass? Mm-mm, look at it. Oh, you won. I thought, he, I thought he beat your ass. Hold on. Look at the score. Oh, that was a big one. Okay. All right. Let me get to the stand. Let me get to the uh, schedule. Hold on. Is the matchup shit is gone now? Oh, my, oh, my phone just died. It really. Did. All right. Well, so what happened <laughs> is, I, you know, I I beat I won that game one sixty point seven two to one sixty point two. What a game! What a it was game. crazy. It it came down to the Monday night game. He had Josh Jacobs. I had Darren Waller. And since Josh Jacobs didn't have the greatest game, and Darren Waller put up 28 points, I ended up squeaking that out. And then Ian beat Doom. Pittsburgh feelers. Doom got his ass whooped. Saquon Barkley got the ACL torn. Doom season may be over now, ladies and gents. Let me just call. He, he, He has a chance, maybe through waivers, through some pickups. 
but dude might be done. He got a lot of injuries on his team. Ian beat, beat him this week. And Brooklyn barely beat me. It came down to Derrick Henry not balling for me this week and me not playing James Conner. I could have beat Brooklyn's ass this week. Don't let Brooklyn seem like he's the best. But we'll be back. Give y'all an update next week on the fantasy. But you guys can follow me at LimBWT. Follow Bros. Think at Bros. Think. Be sure to check out the most recent Run It Back episode. Me and Chris, the anime Run It Back is back. We reviewed The Ghost in the Shell, the 1995 Cyberpunk Classic. Be sure to check that out. If you haven't checked out the Pulp Fiction Run It Back with me, Ian, and Schubert, be sure to check that out. The upcoming Run It Back will be made very soon. The new one, we did choose Scott Pilgrim versus the world. That's what you guys wanted. So that's what we're going to do. Also, uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube uh, and be sure to check out next week, Bros Who Binge, like Schubert said, an anime talk, but we'll get to that next week. Until, until next week, you guys have a good one for Schubert, for Justin, for uh, Lil Arto, for Doom. My name is Lyndon. You guys have a good one. Until next Thursday. Peace.